0: The first section of psalms has been called the Genesis psalms. They help us to realize that every good thing begins with God. The psalms provide a roadmap for the journey ahead. In them we learn to bring every emotion and experience of life into the presence of God. Join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together.
1: There are few experiences on earth like sitting through a great thunderstorm. It's awe-inspiring, honestly, to hear the peal of thunder and see the lightning flash. What is all of that? Well, it's a reminder of the greatness and glory of our God. A number of the Psalms seem to connect us to the God of creation. For example, you need to read Psalm 8 by moonlight, and you need to read Psalm 19 sitting out looking at the sun. But when you come to Psalm 29 you need to read it with the thought of the thunder in the background. Can you hear the thunder? He says in verse number 4, The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. In verse 7 he says, The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. In verse 8, The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. In verse 9, The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve. What is the voice of the Lord? The idea here is God's majesty, God's power, God's strength, uh, God's speaking. Let's begin where God begins in this beautiful psalm where He says in verse 1 Given to the Lord, O ye mighty, given to the Lord glory and strength, given to the Lord the glory due unto His name, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters, the God of glory thundereth, the Lord is upon many waters. So uh, all these repeated references here to the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, are symbolized, if you will, as an object lesson, something we can all understand and relate to, to thunder. What is thunder? It's powerful. It speaks. It has an effect. And God says, I want to speak to you, and I want you to respond to me. I believe that the the key expression in this psalm is this beautiful little expression in verse 2, "...worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness." We know, of course, that the Psalms was God's worship book, if you will, His worship manual for Israel. It it teaches us that worship is in all of life because worship brings every emotion and every experience and every relationship into the presence of God. Worship is not corporate first. It's individual. It's personal. It doesn't begin in some public place. It begins in private, in the inner recesses of your heart. And worship has to be learned. Everybody has to learn it for themselves, And I think Psalm 29 helps us learn to worship. Let me give you a few simple thoughts that all come from this beautiful psalm. Number one, worship is our reverence for God. Did you notice how the psalm began? Give unto the Lord, O you mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Today, people have turned worship into a means of getting something from God. But true worship is not getting, true worship is giving. True worship is not taking from the Lord. Oh, you're going to get more than you give, I guarantee you. But you're going to give it from the overflow of His presence. Uh, but first, we come to worship God to give ourselves to Him. The three gives here in the beginning of Psalm 29 are not about what He gives, it's about what we are to give. Now, that's what God wants to teach us about. And We don't give something to God because He has need or lack. We give something to God because He's worthy of it. We're simply ascribing to God what is already His. We're recognizing He is the God of all glory. He is the God of all strength. His name is wonderful. Would you give Him praise today? That's what true worship is. It is reverence for God. And then secondly, worship is our repentance toward God. He says at the end of verse 2, Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. That's not our holiness, that's His holiness. He's the holy God, the thrice holy God. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. The idea here is I come into God's holy presence and I allow Him to make me holy. I become a partaker of His holiness. I allow Him to get all the dirt and junk and filth out of the the holy of holies, out of the holy place of my life. I want to be clean. Do you want to be clean today? The reference here to the beauty of holiness and worship of God is actually a reference to the sanctuary Now we know in David's day the sanctuary was a place at the temple, but today uh, that sanctuary is in my own spirit, in my own inner man. It is not now a place, but it is the heart where Christ dwells. And so true worship doesn't just make you feel better. Sorry, true worship makes you get right with God. True worship doesn't just give you a warm, fuzzy feeling. True worship makes you repent and stay clean and holy before Almighty God. Worship is our reverence for God. Worship is our repentance toward God. And then, notice worship is our response to God. I have read to you already all of these expressions where it says the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord. God speaks. He speaks all around us in creation. There is a call to worship, if you will, every day. When the sun comes up, that's a call to worship. It is what Spurgeon referred to as the church bell of the universe. In other words... All of nature says God is worthy of our worship. But He not only speaks through the creation, He speaks through the storm. Psalm 29 describes a storm, literally the thunder, the lightning. I'm imagining David sitting as a boy out in the field, in an open field as a shepherd watching over the flock. And uh, you have to know he was looking for a place to hide uh, when the thunderstorm came, but he sat in awe of the thunder and the lightning and the rain. And now he writes and he says God speaks. He speaks through the storm. Maybe you're in a storm today. God's speaking through that storm. God is a very present help in time of trouble. And then ultimately we know God speaks through His Word. The end of the psalm says this, The Lord sitteth upon the flood, yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto His people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. We're reading Scripture here. Seven times you find this expression, the voice of the Lord. What is the voice of the Lord? It is found in the Word of the living God. Not just in creation, but in God's revelation. Psalm 19 that we studied already makes this same progression from creation to the Scriptures. We need God to speak to us. I'll tell you how to get in a spirit and attitude of worship. People have all kinds of suggestions for how to get there, but let me tell you how to get there. Read your Bible. Did you know as you read the Word of God and God begins to speak to you, the Word leads you to worship? Nothing makes me want to pray like reading the Scriptures. Nothing makes me want to praise God like meditating in the Word. Nothing makes me want to talk to the Lord like hearing Him talk to me. Worship is our response to God. And then finally, worship is not only our reverence for God and our repentance toward God and our response to God, but it is ultimately our resource from God. Did it ever dawn on you God gave you worship as a resource so that His presence would provide everything that you need? That's how the psalm ends. The Lord will give strength unto His people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. Don't you love how the psalm begins with us giving God glory and ends with Him giving us strength? God has designed it so what brings Him the greatest glory also brings us the greatest good. Strength, what a gift. Peace, what a blessing. And I want to say to you, if you will simply learn to worship, then God will teach you everything else you need for life. If you will simply learn to worship, your walk will be better. Your work will be better. Your witness will be better. It will touch every relationship. It will touch every arena arena of your life. Every part of your life will be blessed by learning to worship. So I want to give you a homework assignment. I want to challenge you to take Psalm 29 today. And whether there's a storm or the sun is shining, whatever is going on in your life, I want you to take Psalm 29, get on your knees today, and just let God speak to you. And then talk to Him. And begin to worship Him in the beauty of holiness. And you will learn to worship and you will learn that every good thing grows and flows out of His presence.
0: Thank you for studying the Psalms with us. It is our sincere hope that you will spend time in God's Word today, finding divine direction and real encouragement for the road ahead. Visit scottpauley.org to download your free copy of a ready reference of the Psalms, along with other helpful resources for your Christian life. We would love to hear from you, and we look forward to having you with us again on the next Enjoying the Journey.